0: This program is brought to you by Grand Valley State University.
1: We're talking today with Mr. John Jansen of Dwadjack, Michigan. The interviewer is James Smither of Grand Valley State University. Mr. Jansen, can you start by giving us a little bit of background on yourself? Uh, where and when were you born?
0: I was born April 30th, 1922, in De Wisconsin.
1: All right. And did you
0: when I was uh, six years older, 1928 mm-hmm. thereabouts. My father bought a 40-acre farm in Michigan, southwestern mm-hmm. Michigan. And uh, we went to school, country school there. And the city of Jack and went to Jack High mm-hmm. and graduated in
1: 1940. All right. Now, when you were in high school, were you paying any attention to what was going on in the world? Did you know there was a war in Europe and that no, kind of thing?
0: No, it oh. worked.
1: Yeah, but you still stayed. You, but you stayed in school to finish high school, and there were a lot, a lot of people of yeah. your generation didn't. Yeah, Now, was yeah. that something that was important to your parents that you do that, or not
0: necessarily? Because I was the first one to go through high school. Mm-hmm. The boys, the mm-hmm. girls did. Of mm-hmm. the boys, I was the first one to graduate from high school.
1: So did you think about leaving and just getting a full-time job before that, or you just kept going?
0: Nah, I was working, uh, i come up, I finally left there, I was working in a little factory mm-hmm. in and uh 35 cents an hour, mm-hmm. and I uh, moved on. My brother lived up here in Kalamazoo, and mm-hmm. I got a job at Shakespeare's and lived with them on Patterson Street.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, what was Shakespeare's?
0: They made fishing tackle. Uh, Other stuff too. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Now, when did you join the military? In 1941,
1: October 29th, 1941.
0: Okay, so then did you enlist then? I enlisted. A fellow by the name of Robinson, I can't even think, Robbie Robinson, we always Mm -hmm. called him. We, We joined the Marine Corps right here in Kalamazoo. All right. Now, why did you pick the Marines? Well, he wanted to join the Navy, and that was six years, and I didn't want to go anywhere for six years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was uh, two years less. Mm-hmm. And so we did. We left. Neither one of us thought our folks had signed for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did. I kind was all right with my folks. was all right okay. with his folks, and we were gone. Okay,
1: so were you, were we you went, still 17 at that point? Or huh? Were you still 17 at the time? Evidently,
0: well, I... No, I couldn't. No, no have you were been. older than that. I, I couldn't. So have been. It, yeah, but so it anyway, have been an issue, but yeah, yeah, we asked our folks. We were mm-hmm. close enough. To all right, do yeah. that.
1: So legally, you could have gone, but
0: yeah, you just so thought. all they had to say was, "Go ahead."
1: Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> now, um, what was the basic motivation for going into the service at all? I mean, because there wasn't a war on yet.
0: See the world. You okay. had to remember one thing: all the guys we grew up with, they never left to Mm-hmm. Township or the county, let mm-hmm. alone the state. Right. You know, you you, you right. just stuck there. You were in a no-win situation. We want to see the world. Yeah. So where were you when Pearl Harbor happened? Harris Island, South Carolina. Good. I can't tell that tonight. Sure you can. <laughs> well, the whole platoon had the crabs. And we turned into sick bay, mm-hmm. and while we were in there, the news came. The the, the oh, oh. medic in there mm-hmm. had the news on and Pearl Harbor had been attacked, mm-hmm. and right away we just figured, "Oh God!" Went back to barracks, and we went to bed that night. Everybody was talking, "Oh God!" They'll ship us right down to Panama Canal. That's all we could think of. All right. I know. <laughs>
1: all right. Now. Uh, Let's back up a little bit. Uh, you know, you you join the Marines, you get your physical, whatever. They they pack you off to Paris Island, that's your basic training site. Yeah. What was your
0: greet? How were you greeted when you got there? Oh boy, like I'd never been greeted before in my life. <laughs> Man, you never had such stand attention. Mm-hmm. Don't open your mouth. Don't wiggle your ear. Don't <laughs> It was a it was a a transformation. You better believe that.
1: How did the guys you were with respond to that? Did they take to the discipline pretty quickly? They
0: did it immediately.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Are you gonna see the man? That's all that little Rutkowski was his name. That's all he can talk about.
1: All right. Uh, Were your sergeants were they World War One veterans or just no no they were
0: fairly new. They, Mm -hmm. They were not much. More Other than recruits themselves, but uh, you had to be a, a type of person to be a D.I. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, had a certain kind of job to do there. But you
0: better believe it. All right. Uh, In fact, so much so that when we went to the rifle round, Rakowski told us, I'm not going with you. He <laughs> said, one of you guys get some live ammunition and you'd shoot me. <laughs> and he was right.
1: All right. Uh, what did your basic training drill consist of? What kinds of things did you do regularly there?
0: Oh, close order drill, a lot of it, calisthenics. Mm-hmm. Paris Island is only an island when the tide's in, mm-hmm. And the rest of it's swamp, and he would march you off across there uh, Seemed like a hundred miles. Mm-hmm. And then he'd say, well smoking a lamp is lit. I'll be at that Island right over there, Mm -hmm. and you head right straight there. You make a point straight Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. While you are walking through water up to your neck and blood up to your knees Mm -hmm. and everything else, and don't you get that rifle Mm (laughs) wet? All right. Uh, Now,
1: uh, do you have people who were washing out of the training program, or were they pretty well staying with it? No, they pretty well stayed with it. All right. Now, once the news of Pearl Harbor came, then you realized, oh, okay, did, did anything change on Paris Island, or the way they went about the drilling change, or anything else like no, that? No. If anything, it got worse. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, how long did you spend there? Three months. Okay. Oh, well, wait. October 29th, mm-hmm. uh, December se- or January seventh, mm-hmm. we were shipped up to Quantico.
1: Okay, so about two and a half months there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And you
0: get to Quantico, uh, and then what did you do there? Guard force. Mm-hmm. It was like the it was like the police. Right. On the post and the city, uh, mm-hmm. actually, because they were right together. And you couldn't get out of there. You could train us and put in for because they needed it mm-hmm. on every base. They had to have uh, personnel, you mm-hmm. know, to do the jobs that were done before. Uh, your that was the best chance of never going to mm-hmm. to uh, war, right? Because uh, in fact, the man that relieved me was a. Was actually a, a Spanish American War veteran. He had pictures of himself in a leather suit. He was wow. fifty-seven years old. Right. They called him retreads. They called him mm-hmm. back in for duty like we had there.
1: All right. Well, so you were at Quantico then. You, you sort of you weren't training at that point. You were on active duty. Okay. You were basically camp here yeah. How long did you stay in that job?
0: January seventh of, of uh, forty-two. Uh, no, uh, yeah, January seventh to forty-two, till uh, March of forty-three. Okay. Over the course of that year there
1: in, in Quantico, what was what was daily life like for you there? What was your routine? No,
0: just, uh, I worked on the main gate mm-hmm. directing traffic because mm-hmm. we had a five street deal coming on the post there, mm-hmm. and I guess I did that most of the time.
1: All right. Uh, now, did you get to go off base at all? You get liberty go oh, yeah. okay. oh, yeah. and go anywhere. Okay. And where a, could you
0: go? We'd go to uh, Washington D.C. That mm-hmm. was our Liberty Town. Mm-hmm. Or uh, down below, us. oh my mind, uh, it won't come to me. So I might okay. just go not. Well, like sort of the uh, Norfolk, Newport News area. Or no, Richmond, no we, or? D- we didn't go down that far. But. Uh, when they called us up after the Battle of Midway, Mm -hmm. when uh, Yorktown and the Hornet and the Wasp and and, uh, all them ships were sunk out there, this Yorktown was, the the keel was laid as the Franklin D. Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. They changed it to the Yorktown. from thence we went left. We were the first Essex-class carrier in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you wind up being assigned to an aircraft carrier? How did you go from camp start? They just start needed help. help? Okay. They sent a whole bunch of us up there. pretty near, I mean, as many as they needed.
1: All right. And so, basically, you, you go and you join the, the crew of the ship. What was your job on the Yorktown?
0: We were the gunnery. Okay. We, we had... Uh, I believe eight batteries, twenty mm-hmm. millimeter batteries.
1: Mm-hmm. So they didn't have navy crews gunning
0: those. Yeah, we had those? on some of, some of the. Uh, were, in fact, we had navy right with us. we mm-hmm. uh, ammunition handlers and what have you. Right. Do you have any idea
1: why they were using marines for that? I mean, that was the. Well, I don't know.
0: That was your job. I
1: You know, I mean, it was tradition to have submarines on Navy ships back in the old days.
0: you had to. Originally, they were to keep the crew, because every crew was mutinous, you know. They they was to keep the crew away from the officers. Right. And that's where where we slept, Mm -hmm. between the officer's country and the crew. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Of course, it wasn't, you know, anymore. It was... All right. Now, did you spend a period of time
1: kind of sort of training on the ship or having the ship's crew all trained together, or did they ship you out pretty fast?
0: We just went on. We had our own, uh, well, we were with the gunnery department. Mm-hmm. George Earnshaw was a baseball player. Who? George Earnshaw from years back. All right. Did That's the not same? a name I recognize. Yeah. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, he's one of so All right. So, Let's sort of take us sort of through your story. You're, you're working. You, you work as a, as a guard at Quantico. You're there for a year. You get assigned to the Yorktown. Uh, where was the Yorktown launched from?
0: Uh, Newport News. Okay. Norfolk. Down. Right. All
1: right. Um, and then, uh, were you there at the launching? No.
0: Okay. No, we weren't there at the launching. The commissioning, we were there. Okay. With Eleanor.
1: All right. Can you tell us about that event? What was that like?
0: Uh, well. You know, I mean, she, she was uh, one of the speakers and mm-hmm. what have you, and commissioned the ship. And then she came out and seen us once in the Philippines, mm-hmm. or in uh, Pearl Harbor.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, and then once they commissioned the ship, then how soon before you're out at sea?
0: Well, right away, we went, we took a shakedown and went to uh, South, uh, South America. mm mm-hmm and back. And,
1: uh, now what was that first, what was the Shakedown cruise like for you? I mean, had you ever been on a big ship like that before? No. All right. No. So what sort of experience oh, was that? Oh, big
0: hmm Country boy. Mm-hmm. Boy, never been seeing anything but gravel road. <laughs> right. Now on a ship that
1: big, were a lot of people getting sick or did most of them do okay with no. that? No.
0: I never got, I never got uh, hmm. sick in my life. The nearest I ever come was on a tin can, mm-hmm. and we run into rough weather, and that was a
1: yeah, much smaller ship. Yeah, bouncy around. A but you would
0: find guys that come off from a small ship like that mm-hmm. and get on that slow roll. hmm That got to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's motion sickness. Yeah.
1: So you get used to being on the ship yeah. and you're on, and then, and then you're okay. All right. Uh, so you go, you go down South America, come back. Now, when you went out to the Pacific, did you go through the Panama Canal? Through the canal. All right. And can you describe that for us?
0: Oh, that was a, an experience. Always oh, going to get liberty, we thought. Mm-hmm. Well, half the crew got liberty on this side, mm-hmm. and they were so rowdy that when we got across, there's no liberty on that <laughs> side. So. But uh, we spent a day in Gatun Lake mm-hmm. up there to clean the barnacles off from it. Right. And we met to Texas. They were dragging her back. Mm-hmm. She'd been shot up in Pearl Harbor. Right. And they were dragging her back. We met her up there in the lake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then on the other side, because we couldn't get through the canal with the 40 millimeter blisters they had on the sides of the ship, mm-hmm. they put them on
1: on the other side. OK. So you basically had to be in, our, in, in port for a little while then? Yeah. All right. Now, did you get off the ship, or were they making everyone stay on? And we didn't yeah.
0: get on. Next time we got off was in Pearl Harbor. All right. Uh, now, when you got out to Pearl Harbor, uh, how long did you stay there? I took on Air Group, uh, Air, Group Air Group Five, and uh, they went out and did a little practice and mm-hmm. what have you, and back in, and then. Uh, first place we went was, uh, oh boy, the name is right there. See, is it Marcus Island was the first Marcus, yeah. yeah.
1: And what were you doing there?
0: Uh, well, just uh, cover for Jap planes mm-hmm. and what have you.
1: Now, was there much fighting there, or was that yeah, relative? That was
0: fairly, it was a small island. Mm-hmm. And, there wasn't too much to that. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Uh, now, over the course of the next couple years, the Yorktown is in a whole string oh, yeah. of engagements, yeah. attacks on Japanese islands, supporting yeah. invasions, and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so a lot of different places that you get to. Um, which of those do you think was maybe the most difficult or dangerous of the missions that you were on?
0: Oh. Uh, we got hit. The Franklin got sunk. Mm-hmm. The Wasp, the Hornet, uh, the uh, three four carriers went down there at, uh, No, they didn't go down there, they were hit. <laughs> yeah. The old ones were, went down at midway. Mm-hmm. But uh, the new Wasp, the Hornet, got hit. We had a small hit in the side. Uh, oh my God! And I can't tell you where. Why. I got the book and I, right. I studied it even. I couldn't. Right. Well, describe
1: what it's like to be um, a marine gunner on the carrier when the Japanese, when the kamikazes are attacking and so forth. I and mean, what was it that you were doing? What could you see?
0: Just shoot. You, you got to remember, we could. You swung to port. Mm-hmm because that's where we had the most firepower.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He swung to port, and we had 12 5-inch, and they were they were, uh, radar- Radar-guided, yeah. Radar-guided, and a proximity fuse. If mm-hmm. that 75-pound projector got within 50 feet of the plane, mm-hmm. he was done. Mm-hmm. He was gone. And they could reach out there, I don't know how many miles. Mm-hmm. Then the 40s came in at about 8,000 feet, and uh, when they got to you, and the aircraft carriers were the target, mm-hmm. they jump over ships to yep. get to the carrier, well, when they got there, we had a 75-20s, we mm-hmm. could fire the port, 480 rounds a minute, mm-hmm. it was a cone of fire, eventually they went, They walked into lead, that
1: was mm-hmm. Right. So the twenty millimeter sort of it, it's an automatic. And how many rounds would you be shooting? Four hundred eighty rounds out of, out, of, out of each barrel.
0: Huh? You had two barrels. Okay. And okay. he had a guy with asbestos. Right. Stuff. Yeah. So it's
1: it's like having a couple of really big machine guns. Are <laughs> kidding? All right. Did did the would, did it fire bullets or small shells or?
0: Well, it was uh, you, you loaded. We loaded the magazines. Mm-hmm. and You loaded a uh, uh, incendiary. They call bullets you can see tracer and uh, armor piercing, mm-hmm. armor piercing and tracer. That's how they were. All right.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, they had they had what we called a, 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 an automatic sight on it, mm-hmm. but it was worthless. All day. <laughs> it hindered your vision. Mm-hmm. In fact, you watched for the tracers more than anything. Mm-hmm. But the idea was anyway. You weren't no sharpshooters. Right. They had a cone of fire going Right. Up. Now, when you're shooting
1: like that, do you have any idea, if some, if a plane gets hit, do you have any idea who hit them, or was it just they just go into that wall?
0: Well, s- same difference, you know. Mm-hmm. You had so many guns fired. <laughs> I know one time I never hit nothing. Mm-hmm. The trunnion operator forgot to loosen me up. Well, he watched your feet. And he, he just kept cranking, and I was just hanging in the gun to barrel it straight out <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> I, I'll never forget that. All right.
1: Uh, how well did the crews perform when they were being attacked? I mean, did everybody kind of know their job and just go and do it, and aside oh, from yeah. that, when it Oh, yeah, you'd
0: be surprised. Okay. You couldn't even believe it. something would happen like that, mm-hmm. and that, that the loader would change maybe eight times Mm-hmm. That, and it was a heavy one, 60 rounds of 20-millimeter mm-hmm. ammunition was heavy. He, he changed that thing six, mm-hmm. seven times while they were coming in. Well, well, 480 rounds a minute ain't mm-hmm. after me. <laughs> right.
1: right. Uh, now, when the, those sorts of attacks went on, about how long did that kind of thing go on? Would it just be over in a few minutes? Usually it was, it was
0: gone. Yet, yeah, our, our fighters were out there in, mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. They stopped everything they could, and uh, then we got the, what was left over. And that was crazy. That uh, that Backup bomb, Japan had, you know, just flying bombs. What mm-hmm. it was, and right. the Kamikaze took right. it down. Mm-hmm. And he had three minutes of ammunition, but on the way out, that na- that pilot of that bomber that carried him out there. Mm-hmm. He was a valuable man. Mm If they met our planes, he cut him loose and had him back to Japan. He was too valuable to monkey around, so that guy could fly around for about three minutes of rocket fuel he had. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, we'll describe a little bit the kinds of
1: things they they were using. So they had sort of piloted bombs, essentially, that were dropped from regular bombers. That's what you're describing there. All right. Uh, did they have kind of regular aircraft that were also loaded up with explosives and used as to kamikazes too? Oh, yeah,
0: everything. Every kind of plane imaginable they had. When we were within. Uh
1: I'm going pause that there, Paul.
0: Right. In fact, when we went to Japan, we, we uh, took over Yokosuka the there. That's when mm-hmm. they made that Baka right. bomb.
1: So did you see the pieces of the bombs and stuff, and all the...
0: It would go into factories right in the mountain. Mm-hmm. tunnels, lathes, lathes, lathes. You couldn't imagine it. It was yeah. built, there was no factory there it was just that yeah. mountain. Right.
1: Yeah, we'll protected against bombing raids and all that. Yeah. Now, did you, were they using um, sort of explosives, um motorboats boats or things like that, or floating bombs too, that you noticed. Never or
0: with us. But okay. I, I know guys that
1: uh, uh, you know
0: they'd send them out to, for smoke in a small mm-hmm. boat, mm-hmm. and they had them there. They'd run up against stuff like that. But uh, a good friend of mine, that's what he did. one mm-hmm. was a good when Everything was fine. But mm-hmm. <laughs> so they got. He found out that sometimes in Japs swam out there <laughs> and cut mm-hmm. people's throats. And he wasn't so tickled with it anyway. Alright.
1: Right. Um, now did you have the opportunity sort of to be a spectator for some of the naval bombardments of different islands and things yeah. like that? How close would you be if we were attacking something?
0: Cypant. We'd run back and forth between there. We could watch our planes drop bombs on mm-hmm. the beach.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we could actually see them bombing. When they bomb, come back to the ship.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, in the period there where you were serving there, were you was your ship involved um, in any battles with enemy carriers? I mean, did you have large amounts of regular aircraft attacking you, or you mostly just supporting no, invasions?
0: Like I say, you had your, your fighter groups. and mm-hmm. all, We had radar, Japs right. didn't. And they were sent out, and basically, and not only that, but they flew 10,000 feet above the JAP. So it was a dive and mayhem. let cell phone this time. When we get him, eh, uh, they'll give up on that. I am just going to come in and get you, Mary. All right. Get out
1: of here. <laughs> All right. Okay, so you're, yeah, so you basically, you're, you spend, you know, better part of two years at, at sea, you know, doing this fairly regularly. What was life on the ship like, uh, in between those fights?
0: Oh, boring. So boring.
1: Uh, did, were you? Did you at least get to be on deck pretty regularly since well, you were a gunner? I had
0: regular watches. Mm-hmm. I was a sergeant, uh, and uh, I think it was uh, about every third day. And you'd put your guys on. Mm-hmm. And that was very real
1: boring. Shipboard life is. Yeah. What could you do to kill time? especially when you were
0: off-duty? Reed. I was on the boxing team. Uh, that was about it.
1: hmm Remember the guys who played cards, that kind of thing?
0: I never was much of a card player. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of it. Yeah. But,
1: uh... All sorts of things going off in this place. What? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know.
0: All
1: right. Now, um, did you have sort of a regular crew people that you worked with? Uh, your sergeant, do you have men who were reporting to you, or just one gun crew? or?
0: Well, I was on I had charge of Battery Eight. Mm-hmm. And uh you know who Jeff Corey was? An actor. actor. actor you actor. you yeah. still see him in that pictures. Movie type, he movie tight. Yeah. He was a ammunition handler. hmm <laughs> I got a picture of him in there. In the book. Seven. Runa uh, had Battery Four, and uh, our, our, uh, our 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 guy commander mm-hmm. Mo Sadler, M O Sadler, mm-hmm. He he was was up in control on the mm-hmm. island structure.
1: Right. And, uh, uh, now a battery is how many guns? Was it just one pair of guns, or was it?
0: No, no, or, or batteries. I think we had eight, six, six, guns mm-hmm. on our battery, and they're all about like that. Right. Odd numbers was on the port side. Mm-hmm. Even numbers on starboard. All right. Uh, now, or vice versa. Odd, one, two, on the. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, how close were you to the planes taking off and landing in the station you were in? We
0: were we were right on the spot.
1: All right. Did you have situations where planes crash landed onto the oh, deck God or geez. that kind of thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we had the one I was telling you about killed five guys, or maybe I was telling them guys.
1: You're telling them guys.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, they'd come along with, with the hook, mm-hmm. and if they didn't hook them, and you had a sailor there, he he could flop them cables up four feet. Mm-hmm try and catch something, and then I think you had another one at six foot, and then you had a big one, and he trapped him. Well, he trapped this plane, and she went over, caught it by the prop, went over mm-hmm. a bunch of sailors up mm-hmm. and killed five, I think, outright, yeah, uh, actually, probably that was, as far as the ship was concerned, mm-hmm. that was your loss of life, mm-hmm. for the most part. When we got hit, when we got hit, I think three three guys got killed. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, the bomb killed two of them. The mm-hmm. bomb itself hitting the ship
1: mm-hmm.
0: killed them. And not exploding.
1: Just the just the impact of it? Just well, they went right through the,
0: the cut the one guy's legs clear off mm-hmm. and what if the bomb actually hit him. And then it Deflected and exploded outside the ship.
1: So, how, how did it bounce off the deck or did it go through the deck and out something else? Or?
0: Yeah, well, you had armor plate between the, the uh, captain's bridge and the admiral's okay. bridge. But when you hit that. All right, all so it's in the superstructure the then, yeah. Okay. Deflected. And, but these guys were on a 20 millimeter, they were sailors. Mm-hmm. And actually, the bomb killed them. Kind of odd. Mm-hmm.
1: But relatively speaking, you, your ship was fairly lucky. You didn't take a really oh, yeah. didn't take yeah. a really bad hit, not uh, like the Franklin or whatever. It,
0: it, it, the captains had a lot to do with that too. It was like I was telling you, the mm-hmm. uh, or them out there. Uh, we set condition maker now, and we stayed on the guns. Mm-hmm. They fed you with. Hot beans come up okay. on in a jug and stuff like that. But I, back in uh, Pearl Harbor after the uh, oh, Franklin sank, you know? Well, there? Franklin sink. It burned. They, they yeah. towed the thing back
1: and they never used it again. But yeah. anyway, but it got, yeah. got hit real bad.
0: But anyway, here they are with a, a flight full of bombs. Mm-hmm. And I see an article in the Honolulu paper You got back there, one of the... Marines was down shaving. Mm-hmm. We never went down for two days. God, you know not need to stay right up there.
1: All right. So basically, you had a captain who was keeping everybody he, on kind of full alert.
0: Were, anytime you had anything to do with uh, ammunition mm-hmm. on the flight deck, you mm-hmm. were up there. And I think it, that had had a lot to do with it.
1: Whether it mean, to give you a better chance of shooting down the enemy, to be ready for him, yeah. or just not having as many things yeah. to blow up in the wrong place? Or yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, because that was only a matter of one plane. There mm-hmm. was no attack. There really was a I shouldn't be saying that on here, I suppose. Oh well, I mean... locked me up. <laughs> I,
1: I, after 60-some years, given what's come out of Vincent, I don't think so. No. Because, you know, part of this is we of why we do all of this. We want people to understand how big and enormous and complicated an affair all of this was yeah. as well as, you know, how dangerous and, and, and people are people and they can yeah. make mistakes or not get things right. And, you know, that, that's normal and it's, it's part of what happened, the experience. You know? So, on the whole, though, but, but also, you know, it also says something about what happens when you get somebody who knows what he's doing in charge of a large number of men and a lot of expensive equipment.
0: You know, the Japs come in and roll on the water. Mm-hmm. Plane jumps up over the San Francisco. Mm-hmm. We're shooting, shooting, shooting. We wiped out a forty millimeter mount on the San Francisco, and you know that stuff mm-hmm. just happened. Yeah, but it was the when you'd get into port and everybody, an you, know, you know, and guys get you drinking. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got to be pretty crazy with all the guns going off at the same oh, time. Yeah. Everyone trying to shoot down everything. Yeah. You know, some certain amount of that kind of thing is going to happen out of there. All right, now as you're traveling around various parts of the South and Central Pacific, did you get much of a chance to go ashore any place on any of the islands it's, or bases?
0: Uh, we went ashore in Mog Mog and, and uh, Kwajalein and uh, down New Hebrides mm-hmm. and the Philippine Islands. Uh, yeah, wherever you could yeah. go in and anchor or tie up, we
1: we got ashore. All right. Uh, and what would you do when you got ashore?
0: Drink. No. Of course, you couldn't down there. There wasn't. We took our own beer mm-hmm. ashore with us. Right.
1: Were some places better to stop than others? And do you remember any particular uh. places more than the others?
0: Down, and, down in New uh, New Hebrides, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that was kind of. You had a lot of uh, people that years before, mm-hmm. old sailors and That's what have right. you, had stayed there, and it, it was interesting. Yeah. What well, was sort of a big base, uh, one that was well-established, yeah. and... Well, it wasn't, they, they were, uh, there was one guy I, I knew there, we got to know him, mm-hmm. going on the beach, and he was making himself a boat. He was, mm-hmm. and, and he made the whole thing, he was going back to France, he mm-hmm. hadn't been there for 20 years. <laughs> He was going back to France. It's interesting mm-hmm.
1: stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you get a chance to do things like go to USO shows or anything like that? Oh,
0: yeah. Ray see we've seen them all, Bing Crosby. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all come out there. Uh,
1: okay. And did they ever go, go onto the ships or did they... Did no, ever no, they'd have a,
0: on the beach and mm-hmm. we'd go ashore and see them. And they did come on the ship, too. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, uh, I think, uh, what's his name with the bike guy? Jack Benny? Jack Benny in Rochester. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've seen him.
1: All right. So, um, are there other kind of particular events or, or people or experiences that you had while you were uh, out there on New Yorktown that really kind of stick with you or can come back to? Yes, you?
0: we landed a blimp. You landed a blimp. Yeah. I, we came back uh, and got that hole patched up in the mm-hmm. side in 1944. Mm-hmm. Well. Like any ship that can do eleven knots. Don't have to worry about submarines. Mm-hmm. So they can't. They just can't right. line up on it. Right. But when you got into Bremerton in the channel, you had to slow mm-hmm. down. That was mm-hmm. a,
1: yeah. So that that that's in Washington. So right
0: we need we needed some cover. Mm-hmm. So the day before, this blimp flew out, <laughs> and that crew come down. We we anchored them on, on one of our antenna masts. They come down, went to movie that night. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. I got a picture of it in mm-hmm. there. Uh, uh, then in the morning, he took off and flew cover for us, watch for submarines. All right. When you were slowed, <laughs> clear down. Now, as far as you know, I
1: mean, were there actually Japanese submarines working off the oh, U.S. Yeah, coastline at that sure, Yeah,
0: yeah. In Pearl Harbor, we used to do that rather than go on liberty because whenever you was in there, where the whole fleet was it just mm-hmm. solid white and couldn't mm-hmm. go nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, you go over on the beach and get drunk, or mm-hmm. we'd go over to Fort Island and fly out. They had uh, sub-hops mm-hmm. and uh, fly out and look for torpedoes around the, the uh, torpedo net right. out there. And uh, then we could sell the chip. You'd fly for four hours
1: mm-hmm.
0: and come back. We didn't draw no flight pay, mm-hmm. but there was guys on the ship that could draw it if mm-hmm. they flew four right. hours a month. Right, yeah. So <laughs> it worked out good. Well, how did you
1: wind up being able to go on those flights in the first place? Did they just need volunteers? was well, yeah, go board
0: the field. They oh. were looking for somebody all the time. Okay. Sometimes they'd have a full crew. Sometimes all they'd have would be uh, the pilot and the radio man. Mm-hmm.
1: They needed gunners. Was that it, or? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah you had the, the your uh, you had your uh, turret gunner on a, on the TBMs, mm-hmm. and uh, we we manned a thirty caliber in the tail. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, did you ever see anything?
0: Oh yeah, but it was Americans. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time we ever seen anything. You know, me and this buddy of mine used to go over there all the time. And them sailors to get back on the ship, they were looking for you. We wouldn't put mm-hmm. our name on it. The pilot just signed the chip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could sell it come day.
1: Pretty good deal. All right. Uh, now, let's see. Now, did your ship, uh, did you get to Okinawa? Were you part of that campaign? Yeah. All right. Uh, was that an area where you had a lot of trouble with kamikazes and that kind oh, yeah, of
0: thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anytime you got within, like I say, 50 miles or so of something big like that. You mm-hmm. know, they'd send out everything.
1: Right, because they'd have suicide boats and planes and things based on yeah. those places, and they could launch them out from there, I should. Uh, now, how much did you see in terms of other ships getting hit and that sort of thing? Because your ship got hit once and, and not mm-hmm. too bad. Did you see much seen, else?
0: seen the Bunker Hill. I've seen the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Franklin. Mm-hmm. Hornet. All
1: right. Uh, Now, as you get down sort of toward the end of the war, uh, let's see, were you kind of gearing up for the invasion of Japan? Did you figure you were going to go off and do that next? Yeah, that's
0: what we figured. All
1: right. And then, do you remember hearing about the atomic bomb being dropped? The atomic bomb? Hiroshima? Yeah. Did, did you hear it? Did they—
0: We t- didn't know. We didn't hear it, but we got, got it out over the radio. God, I'll never—it was just, well, this is it, mm-hmm. probably, you know.
1: So you had but, the idea that this might be big enough to, to end the war, or—
0: Yeah, because I think it was just a matter of days, mm-hmm. and uh, they brought some— uh, Cargo not cargo ships, but old passenger ships Mm -hmm. in. They took the Marines off all the ships Mm -hmm. and we landed in Japan Mm -hmm. to make sure that the plane, while they flew over and the planes had to have their props off painted white, Mm -hmm. then we went in and took over the arsenal at Yokosuka, that's where they made the backup bomb.
1: Right. Now, so you're part of the group that's doing that, now, did you go in before or after the surrender was signed?
0: No, before, a week before. Okay. We were in there when they uh, come in, and then the ship came in after mm-hmm. that. And uh, them guys got liberty and everything else. And we took over Yokosuka. We took the arms away from the cops and everything mm-hmm. else. Them poor devils come around. we gave them back to them a few days later. <laughs> yeah, they they were in trouble.
1: Right. What was it like when you first
0: went into Japan? What did that feel like, or what? What happened? Oh my God! The, the first morning, went in there in the evening. Mm-hmm. In the morning, that was another part of the the truce. There had to be a white flag on every gun emplacement. You mm-hmm. couldn't believe that, Mom. Mm-hmm. That Mom was solid white.
1: Right. Hey,
0: holy girl, What a bunch of sitting ducks with mm-hmm. all these ships anchored out there. The enemy's anchored out here.
1: See all of that now. When you landed, uh, were, is, were there just did you see Japanese there, or were there Americans already there as you unloaded,
0: or? And people were shook. They were scared to death. They figured, I suppose they'd fed them that you know they're going to come in here mm-hmm. and kill you and do this. And just as soon as they found out, hell, it wasn't only two or three days. Mm-hmm. They were bringing in ammunition and guns mm-hmm. and stuff they had. I never will forget, uh, one of our guys uh, was out on watch, mm-hmm. and this guy came to him with a grenade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get away from me! Get away from me! guy <laughs> poor guy after that, all he was doing was giving it up.
1: So there was an order out tell, asking people to turn in weapons and, yeah. and that kind of thing? All right. Uh, they're doing that. Uh, how much actual contact, or interaction, did you have with the Japanese once you got there?
0: Well, We'd go into town. Mm-hmm. Uh this one buddy of mine. He took a train into Tokyo. I didn't know him. We uh, we were there about two weeks. I
1: guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, do you? So, as you see the civilian population all there and that kind yeah. of thing, and how did they act toward the Americans? I mean, as you said, they were coming in with a, oh, wow. a very polite and <laughs> that sort of thing. All right. Uh, thought,
0: in this arsenal, we had some cars in there, mm-hmm. with electric. And run them until the batteries right, run out and right. just leave them wherever the mm-hmm. heck you <laughs> have you know, When we run out of cars, we start using these stuff that they used around there, you know, like forklifts and mm-hmm. what have you. <laughs> we had them parked all over that mountain.
1: <laughs> so you're just taking things for joy rides and—
0: Yeah, there was no way. We, we had no way of uh, charging them again. Mm-hmm. We didn't couldn't crank up stuff in the yep. factory or anything. We just left them where they ended up.
1: All right. So after two weeks, what happened? Were you just sent back to your ship? Uh,
0: yeah, we went back out to the ship. Well, that was an experience,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because we came out of Japanese barracks and what have you, mm-hmm. falling on the hangar deck, everybody standing around, mm-hmm. take off all your clothes, put them down in front of you, and they sprayed you with DDT and mm-hmm. sprayed your clothes with <laughs> DDT. <laughs> that was the experience that I had.
1: What did they think you picked up? <laughs> I suppose lice or something. Oh, uh, for yeah. Or DDT, anyway. Okay. Yeah, they, they picked up
0: something. Yeah, all right, well, you heard about the guys back. So then, then uh, uh, a tanker come alongside, and they knew of a ship that was going back to the States, they mm-hmm. said. So, we got off on the tanker, and, uh, she was going out to fuel some other ships, mm-hmm. so we took a small boat and uh, came back, and they knew uh, this destroyer
1: mm-hmm.
0: escorted the Indiana back to Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. and we got on that. Mm-hmm. There's 23 of us. Our time was right. up, and we left uh, on that, went back to Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. and then we called an LST from there back to San Diego.
1: Now, what were those rides like compared to riding on an aircraft carrier?
0: Oh me. Well, I liked that gin can. They were mm-hmm. a sea a little bugger. But I went up in the—first got on. We run into rough weather with mm-hmm. that. Ah, that I've to sea it two and a half years, nothing to this. Went up that mess that was clear up in the ball. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> 3 floors <four years>, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I made myself a sandwich and went back on the fantail man. Mm-hmm. It was steady back there.
1: All right. And how about the LST?
0: She was a rough rider. Mm-hmm. And we took on water, something got jammed in the, the ramp, and we took on water on the tank deck. Mm-hmm. And I never went down there again. I, I, I got a Webby Scott pistol, and I had that Jap rifle. I had a life jacket on and stayed right back on the back of the ship where Mm -hmm. she was smooth. (laughs) All
1: right. Now, uh, how long before you were discharged then? Once you got back in the states,
0: Uh, it was 11 days to to uh, San Diego. Mm -hmm. We were another five days or something because we pulled off on the train, the troop train, we mm-hmm. off for every car to come along, we had to mm-hmm. leave them by to Chicago, and they lost our records. Mm-hmm. So we sat in uh, for two months in the out at the oh, great, area, lakes. great Lakes, yeah. but that wasn't bad, because I'd go to my sister lived on the, south, uh, on the north side.
1: Mm-hmm. discharge and come home. Mm-hmm. Now what would you do once you got back home?
0: Went to work, A&P, mm-hmm. $35 a week, 48 hours. <laughs> how long
1: did you stay with that?
0: Not very long. I bought a dump truck. Mm-hmm. And believe this or not, I went to work for the pest company, $3 an hour. And I bought my own fuel, Mm -hmm. took care of the truck. (laughs) And I thought I had a good job. I said, boy, I wish I could get something Mm -hmm. like that. Oh, boy, big money. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And then did you stay with that for a while, or did you go on to other kinds of work?
0: Uh, I left there and I uh, went to Gorlick's in in town there, AP Parts, you know. Okay. drove truck, switching trailers, mm-hmm. you, you know, for the mm-hmm. factory there. Right. And then I drove for St. out of Kalamazoo here, uh, running mail from Detroit Niles, mm-hmm. stopping Kalamazoo, stopping Man Arbor. And uh, after that, I went to work for the county down there. Heavy equipment.
1: Mm-hmm. And did that till
0: I retired.
1: Alright. Uh, to look back at the whole thing now, how do you think your old time in, in, in the service affected you?
0: I don't think it bothered me a bit.
1: Well, I mean, it can affect you positively, too. It was, uh, it was, it was, yeah. it was a good experience.
0: Well, it, uh, not all I could think of was get home and. Mm-hmm you know, when you're that young, you, you've you missed uh, all the stuff your kids are going Of course, you didn't miss much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't have no happy wheat or right. anything like that. We had booze. Mm-hmm.
1: But you got to see some parts of the world you wouldn't have seen oh, before. a lot but of kinds of things. That, that was
0: my thing, mm-hmm. because I knew so many guys uh, when we was younger. Hell, we never left the township, mm-hmm. let alone. If they got to south men they thought they would really something right. you know, left the state even you yeah. Lord.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've been all the way to Japan back. And
0: we had, we had we did that. Uh, south America mm-hmm. through the Panama Canal. Mm-hmm. Uh up uh, uh what's the Northern Island. In Japan, there.
1: That's Hokkaido.
0: Yeah. In the China Sea. Mm-hmm. Listen to, to uh, Tokyo Rose. Mm-hmm. And they're entering the. I heard her the night we went in there. She mm-hmm. spoke, they're entering the dragon's mouth. they mm-hmm. never return. You I'm trying to. <laughs> she didn't quite get that one right. <laughs>
1: What did guys think about that? I mean, they're listening to it. they just think it was funny or it was it a little creepy that you knew where you were?
0: Not a little creepy. Gee, she, she was a captive. Why not she seem like I read it? That she was
1: well, there were several. There Well, there, the there were several of them, and they were basically American women or whatever who were just kind yeah. of stuck in Japan yeah. when the war started. And so that's kind of what, what, what they did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Did you come out of that with, 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 with friends or people that you kept track of for a long oh, yeah. time?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, in fact, we, uh, we go down to ship, well I think there was about 25 of us, mm-hmm. be down there every year in, in Charleston, mm-hmm. and now the last time we went there was five, mm-hmm. and I didn't go last year and there was only two there. They're dying off. Oh yeah. Hell, everybody's pretty 90 years old. Mm-hmm. It's time. Yeah, it's yeah. time to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to put here on the record before we close this one out?
0: Did I tell you about that wimp I did? You're the wimp we got?
1: Yeah. i got to show you that picture. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for coming in and yeah. taking time to talk to me. All right. There we go. The preceding program is copyrighted by Grand Valley State University. Visit us at gbsu.edu.